Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. If that line falls on the right page, not that Maggie's back in Week number two, McMonigle with you in the overnights. I got you for three hours until the warm-up show, and then I'll take you a little further with CeeLo from there. But, yeah, we're back. We're back. Baseball's back. We were waiting for baseball to be back. What stupid idiots we were. I was like, oh, I'm done with this break. Thank God the All-Star break's over. I need my baseball back. What dummies to get excited about these two miserable teams come back from the break you know a little excitement the Mets obviously take on the Dodgers coming out figure it's a good litmus test they played well against the Dodgers good against West Coast teams they come out they're dropping pop-ups they can't hit runners on first and third can't come up with a base hit pop-ups just disgusting and then the Yankees and we'll start there because the Yankees did something special The Yankees absolutely embarrassed themselves in Colorado. Absolutely embarrassed themselves. The offense continues. I mean, you know, Stanton hits a home run, the first at bat out of the All-Star break. And you think, hey, you know, there's all the, the, they're showing, you know, showing Casey on TV. And you're like, oh, let's see what happens here. They're playing a terrible team, right? They've, They've got... They've got the Rockies coming up, the Angels coming up, the Royals coming up. Hey, even the Mets, let's be honest, the Mets stink. Oh, look at this. Maybe to start the second half, this team can actually get rolling. We see Judge having batting practice and running on the field. Hey, he might be 10 days away. All right, let's go. Let's wipe the bad taste out of our mouth of what we did against Chicago. Let's forget about the fact that they lost the series to the last place St. Louis Cardinals. Let's forget all about it because they're playing a terrible Rockies team, the worst team in the National League, and, man, they're facing starting pitching that's just been brutal all year. Right, the bats got it. It's a good time to make a pitch. It's a good time to make a coaching change, right? Bring in a new, he- bring in a new hitting coach right as you head into Colorado against terrible starting pitching out in that building. Let's go. Let us get, get it going. Instead, they crap all over themselves. And they are just an awful team. Make no mistake about it. They are a bad baseball team right now. Bad baseball teams find ways to lose. And what they did in this series was embarrassing. And let's start with the offense. Because that's been their main flaw, right? You thought that might turn around. Obviously, you know, I'm joking about the hire but of Sean Casey. But we're having some fun with it after Stanton hits that home run. And you're like, oh, look, new offense. Awful. The same problem with starting pitching. 
It is embarrassing what they did in this series against starting pitching. I know in the, in the Saturday game they scored a handful of runs. They scored six runs in the first two innings and then nothing the rest of the game. Against guys like Austin Gomber, against Chase Anderson, the two losses in this series against starting pitches with their ERAs over six. They went 11 innings and scored two runs. Chase Anderson is one of the worst pitchers in Major League Baseball. And they can't score a run off of him. Meek at bats, nothing to do, no rallies to speak of, a couple of hard hit balls. And again, the offense in in clutch moments is just awful. Anthony Rizzo is atrocious right now. He is absolutely killing them. At least Stanton's hit a couple of home runs. He had a home run that broke open the game. You know, Gleyber Torres has got a couple hits in this series. It actually looked for a brief moment like DJ LeMay, you might open his you know, his eyes and actually start hitting the ball a little bit over the last couple of games here as he's returned to college, his great return to Colorado. But up and down the lineup, the same crap and the same inability to come through with the big hits and the big moments. They were able to, you know, get a couple of singles throughout the game, but nothing in the big moments. Anthony Rizzo in particular is just absolutely, I hate to keep beating the same drum, but watching him play baseball right now is killing them. This is We're watching this team fall apart before our very eyes. And we can yell about Cashman and the way it's built. And I will. Listen, nobody's a bro, even the manager, who I'll defend a little bit as we probably go through the morning because you all want to kill him and we'll get to that. And the same thing with Brian Cashman. It's awful right now. The team is awful. And we can talk about roster construction and we can talk about the same stuff we talk about every single time they lose a game. And it's warranted because the team is awful up and down the lineup. But we're watching a team fall apart before our very eyes. There is no reason Anthony Rizzo should not be a, a, any sort of threat at the plate right now. There's no reason for it. I don't know if you saw this coming. I didn't. This guy is awful now. He does absolutely nothing for them. And what this team has done against starting pitching is mind-boggling. Going back to Jamison Tyone, I mean, how many pitchers over the last three weeks have they faced with ERAs over six and allowed to go deep into the game with one hit, two hits, no runs? Austin Gomber, Chase Anderson, going back to Jamison Tyone, hell, Dean Kramer for the Baltimore Orioles. What this offense does against starting pitching is atrocious. It's, it's unbelievably bad. They are the worst team against starting pitching I've ever seen. They don't work counts. They don't work at bats. They they don't come through with the big hit. They find ways to lose every single game. It is embarrassing what's going on. I, I It's hard to fathom how bad they are. What just happened this last game against Colorado, the Rockies did everything they could to lose this game. Everything they could. The only offense, let's be fair, the only offense the Yankees got was Colorado was kicking the ball around and throwing to unoccupied bases. There's not a first baseman there. They're throwing balls behind the runner. They absolutely played atrocious defense. Same thing in the other game, too. Outfielders dropping balls. DJ LeMay, who had a double that should have been caught 100 times out of 100 on a bloop double. Up and down these couple of games, the Rockies were the Rockies. This is not a series where the Colorado Rockies had a good week. 
This is not where suddenly the Colorado, the Rockies showed up as the worst team in, in the National League but had a really great series and played well. They were throwing the ball all over the place. They're terrible, and they showed you why. They were, trying, they were desperately trying to give this game away. And the Yankees did everything they could to throw it away, and that gets us to the bullpen, which is apparently the strength of this team. And, and I, you know, I'm right there with everyone else. You hear it all the time, best bullpen in baseball, best ERA bullpen in baseball, one of the team's strengths. Nobody says it more than me. Nobody says it more than me. But this bullpen has struggled over the last week, and the performance they put forth yesterday was a joke. Was a joke. I mean, this is the group that has been their, without question, best unit. And this is what bad teams do. They find ways to lose. They got Cole going in this game, and he was brilliant today. 11 strikeouts in six innings, one run. I know you'd, we all love to see him go seven. That's fine. He threw over 100 pitches. They're not going to do it anymore. You're not going to push it. You're not going to push Cole. I didn't expect it. You could do it. You could do it. But he's kind of important to this team, and they need him to make every fifth start, and they need him to be fresh. They got a three-run, they got a three-one lead against the Colorado Rockies, with with ready to go to their big guys in Peralta, Canely, and Holmes. They got it lined up to win the game, and the bullpen stinks. And everybody that Boone brought in absolutely was atrocious in this game. Canely allows the bases loaded. Holmes comes in. He hasn't given up a home run all year long. And he gives up a grand slam to blow the game. A grand slam. He hasn't given up a home run all year long. He's been one of the best relievers in baseball over the last month and a half. And he comes in with the bases loaded and two outs, throws, uh, you know, falls behind 2 0, throws a cookie down the middle, and it gets hit for a grand slam. That's what bad teams do. They've, even their strengths right now, they find ways to lose. Whether it's a, a Severino and, and different people blowing up the game early, whether it's the bullpen blowing it late, whether it's the offense never coming through and not scoring runs, one, one of those three are going to get them at some point. And to play the way they've played last, uh, uh, against these terrible teams over the last week and a half, to play the, the, the Cardinals the way they played them, to play the Cubs and blow games in the third in the rubber match of that series, to blow this game against Colorado and lose two out of three, you can't, if you're trying to keep your head above water without Judge, right? And that's what we talked about. We're waiting for the injury to, to solve themselves and Judge to come back. You're waiting for the trade deadline to add to the team. And probably add a left fielder, and Cashman was on whatever radio station on Sirius, and he's talking about possibly adding left fielder. Yeah, we all know what they got to do. They got to add everything. And now bullpen's probably added to it, amazingly enough. But that's what you're hoping to do. Keep your head above water. Stay in this race until Judge comes back. You can't do that if you're going to lose to bad teams. It's one thing to split against Baltimore. All right, it was ugly. It's the last two games are, are hideous. They get blown out in the, in the finale. But you know what? They, they split against a very good team that, that has the least losses in the American League. You can live with that. You can live with that. You play the better teams, okay, you try and keep your head above. When you go in to the last place Cardinals, the measly Cubs, and the worst team in the National League Rockies, you can't lose all three series. 
and you want to get Aaron, over Aaron Boone and get on Aaron Boone, I told his comments in the post game about sometimes you lose to bad teams, absolute garbage. Absolute nonsense. The team was awful. Just the amount of base running mistakes, every aspect of their game. Two times, they they ended one inning with the third out at third, which you can't do, and started the next inning with the first out at third, which you can't do. They did everything wrong. I mean, just atrocious base running. I'm going to give Peraza a, the benefit of the doubt. He comes late into the game as a pinch runner. He's trying to do something. He reads the overthrow. No one's at third base. T- makes a... Uh, a break for third and gets thrown out. It's it's still in the middle of a rally where you just tied the game after coming back. You can't get thrown out at third for the last out of that rally. You can't come back, tie the game on a sack fly, and then get thrown out at third on the throw home. That can't happen. I understand he's trying to make something. There's two outs. You can't get into better scoring position. And then Bader, the top of the 10th, ground ball to the pitcher, doesn't wait for to get it by, uh, doesn't wait to see if it gets by the pitcher, goes to third, gets thrown out. You can't make those mistakes if you're playing the offense you're playing, if you're pitching the way you're pitching against the Colorado Rockies. They've done everything to give you that game. If you just wait long enough, they'll give it to you. Instead, this team is pressing. This team is trying to do too much, and they're making boneheaded mistakes. And we've been seeing it for weeks. Gleyber Torres, how many dumb base running decisions? How many boneheaded defensive plays? I mean, they do. even when they tie the game, they have a rally. They finally come from behind. They give up the lead. The bullpen gives up the lead. They rally to get two runs, and even that pisses me off. Even when they come back and tie the game, they do something to piss you off because it's stupid baseball. It's unbelievable how bad they were in this series. The offense against pitchers with ERAs over six, the base running, the bullpen, everyone. Everyone. Up and down. It is an, that's an embarrassing performance. And then to blow it off, say, well, you'll catch some teams at sometimes. It's nonsense. You can't lose these games. They're now in last place, which honestly uh, we'll get into later. I don't care they're in last place. You can tell me all. They're two games out of a wild card. I don't care about last place. If they were in the Central, they'd be two games up in first place. I care that they're playing like crap and that they're two games out of a wild card spot and that there is nothing, nothing watching this team. There is not a damn thing I expect to improve. That's the one thing. After you lose this game and you watch them, Right? I don't expect Clay Holmes to blow the game all the time. I don't expect Canely, who hasn't given up a run uh, except for the previous outing and now this one. He went his first 16 appearances without giving up a run. He's been terrific. Holmes has been really good. The bullpen still has been pretty good. So I don't expect it to all of a sudden fall off the cliff. But I have no anticipation of this offense doing anything until major changes are made. Even Perazzo came through and got a base hit after pinch running uh, earlier in the game. All right, we'll see what he adds. And you got to find spaces for him to play every day because what's the point of bringing him up and putting him on the bench? But I don't expect the offense to change. I don't expect the mistakes to change. I don't expect the bullpen to come through in the biggest of spots. I don't expect anything to be anything different. 
There is no reason they've given you nothing. The middle of this lineup has given you nothing to anticipate the idea that they'll come through in the big spot, they'll hit starting pitching, nothing. Why would you think anything is going to change? Anthony Rizzo has given you no indication since Memorial Day that he is worthy of being a Yankee. It's that bad. This performance was that bad. I just, it's its impossible to watch. And I mean, we want to get on the manager. I get it. And listen, they're awful. He's not doing a good job. The team is making mental mistakes. They're making defensive mistakes. Their approach still stinks. They're not coming through. The bullpen blows games fine. You want to get on the manager? Every reliever he brought into the game failed him. Every reliever they brought in failed. The only problem I have, and we'll go through it as we go along here, the only problem I have is the same problem I've had with this team and their approach to bullpen use for a long time now. Michael King needs to be available more than once every four days. There is no reason he pitched two days ago. Stop throwing him three innings. Stop throwing him multiple innings to save other guys who aren't as good. Figure out a way so that he can become a normal reliever and throw an inning, an inning, and a third, and then be able to be used again over the course of the next four days because it's killing them. Although he's not really been pitching that well, the idea that he's unavailable in this game is what's what the only thing that troubles me about the usage of the bullpen by the manager. That's it. You want to throw the starting pitcher out another inning and push Cole? You can make that argument. He threw over 100 pitches. not like they took him out with 80 pitches. He threw over 100 pitches. How far are you going to push him? That's not what they do. That's not how baseball is done anymore. I, I have no problem going to Peralta, Canely, Holmes. They had the game lined up. They had the lead. Peralta comes in, gets outs. Canely's been terrific. He blows it. He goes to his best reliever in Holmes with the bases loaded. He gives up his first home run of the season. Then they come back, tie the game. It's... The bottom of the barrel, uh, Hamilton throws two innings, so he's done. They 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 get to the bottom of their bullpen. Marinaccio's been awful of recent uh, times. He's probably been their worst reliever over the last two weeks. They get the lead. They have a lefty leading off the inning. He brings out Nick Ramirez. That's the bullpen. If King were available, it should have been King. But this is the bullpen. Once you get past those guys, that's the bullpen. And if you say you should have brought out Ron Marinaccio, well, then Marinaccio comes out there and gives up the game-winning home run off a player who hasn't hit a home run all year. Aaron Boone's not perfect, and God knows I do not want to turn this into defensive Aaron Boone show. I really don't. But the idea when every reliever you bring out fails, what do you want the man to do? The Yankees were losing yesterday. There's no other way to put it. Every aspect of the team was determined on losing the game. They had no chance to win. Nobody wanted to win. They were going to lose the game because they're a bad team, and that's what bad teams do, even against the Colorado Rockies, even against the St. Louis Cardinals, even against the Chicago Cubs. It doesn't matter who the Yankees are playing right now. Nobody should expect them to win a game. Oh, you're a bad starting pitcher? I got the elixir for him. Lineup struggling. No worries. 
Here comes Severino tonight. It's just been an absolute disaster. And to start this season, uh, second half, they have bad teams coming up, starting with the Colorado Rockies. And to go one and two against the Rockies, heading into an Angel series, heading into a Royal series, heading into a two-game set against the Mets, it better turn around quick. Because this American League, although not terrific and not teams I'd be a I'd be terrified of in a postseason series. They're good enough to win games. And now you're tied for last place with the Boston Red Sox. You're two games out. The Jays are playing great. The Orioles are eight, have won eight in a row. And you're looking up at the defending World Series champion, Houston Astros, who haven't had the same kind of pitching, haven't had the same kind of season, but who expects them to fold down the stretch? Not me. So you can wait for Judge. You can wait for the tread deadline. We can have all the conversations we had last week about Soto, Otani. This team is trash right now. And if it doesn't change soon, they're going to find themselves out of the postseason. And if that happens, I don't know. We can have a discussion on whether that should mean this one's job, that one's job. I don't care. We'll talk about that when it happens. Right now, how do they fix it? And looking at it, I don't know how the hell they do. 877-337-6666. 877-337-6666. McMonagle here with you on the overnight. Baseball's back. Whoopee. We'll come right back. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. 2.30, McMonigle here with you. On the overnights. Mac in the morning. I don't know. I don't like that. I, I play the Mac the Knife song, but Mac the Knife that doesn't match at night. I don't know. We're working on it. It's a work in progress, much like the Yankees. A work in progress, and we started with them. But both teams are awful. Let's just be totally honest. The Mets are done. I mean, we know we know they needed to come out hot, and we talked about the stretch they needed to play well uh, coming out of the break leading into the trade deadline. Uh, right now, there's no way they're actually buying. Are they going to be willing to sell? Probably. It's probably the right thing. I mean, to sell the, the to sell Robertson, to sell some of the bid pieces. I mean, I don't... There, people want to you know break the whole thing down and then sell off, you know, Alonzo. Now Alonzo's struggling, but I mean, you're not going to break the whole team down. You you know, you could possibly trade Scherzer, who was very good last night, arguably his best start of the year. But and they win a game to salvage, you know, one against the Dodgers, but they just played awful the other day. They don't hit. They get that leadoff double from Nimmo on on, on Friday and then don't hit a, the rest of the game. They score one run on Saturday, dropping pop-ups. 
Marcana pop up on first pitch, strikeout, strikeout. And, you know, that's why, I mean, and the, and one of the, the managers say the same thing. Like, I know Yankee fans want to get all over Boone. I get it. I, I just, I'm sorry. If you, I don't know how you could watch that game and, and, and tell me Boone's the problem. Like, I, I really don't know. Other than, like, you want to argue the, the defensive miscues? One's a kid who hasn't been with the team all year. I mean, he was at, he was at spring training when you go over a lot of this stuff, but... I mean, he made a, a, an instinct play. It was a terrible decision. He, he made a mistake. It's, you know, Bader is worse because he should know better. And you can't make the first out at third. I mean, the base run decisions are terrible. So you want to talk about the team not being ready to play? I, I mean, listen, I can't tell you Boone's done a good job. And, and listen, his postgame post comments, you know, bother me too. It's not, who cares that it, like, Oh, well, you know, you play, you beat some good teams. You, you bet, you know, we beat, we beat the Rangers three weeks ago. Nobody was calling us World Series champions. Stop. You're awful against an awful team. You've got to win this series. I know you have two months, and it's true. I mean, his, his point about they have two months to make it right, of course he's right. Of course that's accurate. Nobody wants to hear it. And he's super positive. I, uh, I mean, that's just. And I heard JJ on uh, SNY talking about they think they have a championship caliber club, and that's what he said. We have two months to be a cha- championship caliber club. What is he supposed to say? We can't win the championship? Well, then what's the point of playing? Should Boone come out and say, yeah, there's no chance we can win the World Series? I mean, our goal is to win the World Series, and that's just not going to happen. Like, what is he supposed to say? Like, this is what all managers do. Beatty drops a pop-up. Buck tells you, well, it's a harder play than you think. I mean, that's, that's that's what managers do. We don't have to like it. We can think it's nonsense, and it is. But they're going to be positive. That's what managers do. Maybe, maybe it's not the right strategy. I don't know. But I, what we expect them to do, this is what they do. And as far as the game last night, I, or yesterday, excuse me, I have... He has it lined up. Peralta, Canely, Holmes with a two-run lead against the worst team in the National League. What? You want him to you want him to push Cole. I get it. They're not going to. He threw over 100 pitches. He struck out 11 hitters. It's a gift and a curse. You strike out 11 guys, you probably up your pitch count and they don't want to push him. They could have, they didn't. Peralta got out of it, and you know what? Even if he pitched that seventh, you're probably going to Canley in the eighth. He's your eighth inning guy right now. That's how good he is. That's how good he's been. And then you go to Holmes, who's been terrific. The guy hasn't given up a home run all year, and he gives up a grand slam. Now, a couple of things weren't good looks. The idea he couldn't get the the um, review in in time on the play at third base when at that point, if you're going to review it, just to review it immediately, it's more of just the the idea of it's that point in the game, what do you got to lose? So just, just say, yeah, we'll challenge. It's stupid to get caught not getting it in in time. And I don't know what happened with Marinaccio and he didn't have his, didn't have the recorder in his hat. That took two seconds. They put it back in his hat. The bullpen manager was not why they lost the game. The relievers were. At some point, we got to just be able to say, Clay Holmes blew the game. It's always he shouldn't have put him in. 
Oh, why'd you start with Nick Ramirez? You had Marinaccio warming up. Why not Marinaccio? He comes in and gives up a home run to a guy who's had 127 at-bats this year without a home run. And Marinaccio's been awful. Like, there's no he, he there's nothing he could have done. Everybody he brought in was bad. The Yankees were destined to lose that game. There are just some games where the team is so, there's nothing Boone could have done. Nothing. There's no right move there. The entire bullpen sucked. And it's the strength of the team. And don't tell me they're overworked and, and that's where he goes to them so early he's overworked. It's the first game of the second half. They just had four days off. You want to tell me that in late September that they're overworked? Fine. Don't tell me that July 16th. They blew the game. It's a game you can't lose. It's an ugly loss. It's a hideous loss. They checked every box of a bad team. And I'm not trying to tell you Boone's done a good job. They're awful right now. If you're the manager of an awful team, you're doing an awful job. Same thing with Brian Cashman. This team is a joke right now, how bad it is, how old it is, how slow it is, how poor defensively it is, how poor on the base paths it is. It's a terrible team. I'm not defending anyone, but, I mean, we just – we it's never the reliever's fault. It's not on Canely. Canely should have never been in the game, apparently. It's not on Holmes. Why would you bring him in there? My only problem is they need to get off of this nonsense of not having everyone available. The season is slipping through their fingers. And especially while they don't have Judge, and especially before the trade deadline where they can't improve the offense, every game is is imperative. Every game is important. Every lead is important. And if they need to stop throwing Michael King three innings, Every time he pitches so that they can maybe use them, there's no reason why Michael King can't throw, have an off day, and then throw the, the next day. There's no reason. I mean, I, I know he, he had uh, elbow surgery. I get it. They've had plenty of time to ramp him up. It's July. Figure out a way to make Michael King a viable reliever on a somewhat regular basis. Because I hate Nick Ramirez in that game. I hate Nick Ramirez trying to close out that game. I hate it. But if Michael King is just deemed unavailable by Boone and by Cashman, I don't know if there's a better option than Nick Ramirez. That's where the bullpen is at that point. You want to bring in Abreu? You want to bring in Marinaccio? What'd he do when you brought him in? Give a home run to a guy who can't hit home runs. 877-337-6666. Let's get to the phone calls on this Monday morning. Cameron in Long Island. What's up, Cameron? Um, I'm a Mets fan, and I got to say, you are way overreacting. And this is what's wrong with the media in New York. Um, the Yankees, without their best player, are only two games out of the wild card. You're two weeks before the... They just lost three series in a row to two last-place teams and the Cubs. All right, that's just a fact. That's just a fact. They're playing terribly right now. I'm not Listen, I'm not telling you the Yankees have no chance. I'm not telling you the season's over. I'm not telling you that they can't turn it around, make some moves, bring Judge back. I still, I still believe in this bullpen. I still believe in the rotation. The offense has been terrible. But what do you want me to say? You want me to say, hey, it's no big deal? 
They were they were in they were they were entrenched in the wild card when Judge went down. Now they're two games out. They're in last place in the division, and they're losing to bad teams. And they're losing every which way. What should I come on and say? At least they're not the Mets. Uh, well, yeah. I mean, okay. the Mets I'll come are on and say super. at least they're not the, the Mets. Mets. Are dead man walking. They only scored three runs the whole weekend. Yeah. The Yankees are on the road, and they lost two out of three. Big deal. To the Brian Colorado Cashman Rockies, they're the, the worst team in baseball. Yeah, Brian Cashman should be on the hot seat. Totally agree. But what is that, so, so what does that prove, though? I mean, and, and, you know, your point, at least you played, at least the Mets played the Dodgers in first place and well, a perennial one of the best teams in baseball for, I don't know, the last uh, 100 years. They just lost to the Rockies. Matter who the Mets are playing, the Mets just yeah, I agree. We'll get to them. I decided to go with the, the team that was more sucky today. But but with the Yankees, you still got two months left in the season. Brian Cashman could still add pieces. Of you course. You guys could still make the playoffs and yeah. uh, go on a run. What's so your point? He's the one that you should place all of your um, anger at. The Yankees are not a are not a great baseball team. Like you said, they're old, they're slow, they don't do anything right. So you can't blame Aaron Boone. He's only doing I agree. the best he can with uh, what he has. I agree. I think it's I think some I think Boone gets way too much blame. I've said it Cashman is much more to blame for what's going on than Aaron Boone. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. And it's gotten to the point where the fan base is just strictly if 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 runs are given up in the bullpen, Boone, Boone brought in the right wrong guy. It's just plain and simple. That's how it works. If runs are given up, Boone brought in the wrong guy. Doesn't matter who it is. Doesn't matter when it is. That's the wrong guy. Shouldn't have done it. Should have been this one. Should have been that one. Why didn't he leave that one in? Why didn't he pull him earlier? It's always Boone's fault. But for you to come on and say when Yankee fans shouldn't be frustrated. Or Yankee fans should be, hey, the Mets are much worse. What do I care? What do Yankee fans care about the Mets? The Mets, the Mets are worse. The Mets are in a much worse position. You're 100% right. The Mets are what now? Seven and a half games out of the wild card with four teams in front of them as opposed to the Yankees? That's one game out? You're right. Mets are in a worse position. What does that mean? The Yankees just lost the series the Colorado Rockies were trying to give them. The Colorado Rockies had no interest in winning a game. And the Yankees forced the victory down their throat by playing stupid baseball and by by pitching terribly and blowing leads. It's the first time in Yankee history I saw two lead, two two-run leads blown in the eighth inning or later. Now, granted, there's a runner on second in the bottom of the 10th or whatever, but it, or bottom of the 11th, but it is what it is. They're awful right now. And, yeah, they need to go make moves. And, and ca- 100%, Cashman has to have a great deadline. Cash, If this team is going to do anything, Cashman has to have a great deadline. Much like, and, and you're 100% right, because I'll give you examples. The Atlanta Braves. The Atlanta Braves of, of 21 are the perfect example and comparison to this Yankee team. They had similar record at this point. They had lost their best player to injury like the, the Yankees have, and they made moves at the deadline to acquire uh, Solaire and Jacques Peterson, and it turned the season around. They got hot, and then those guys went off in the postseason and won a World Series. That's exactly what the Yankees need to do. 
Now, they had Freddie Freeman and the, and the Yankees have Anthony Rizzo. <laughs> That's a major difference. But they lost their best player. They were floundering around July. They made a, They had a tremendous deadline with players that just fit and played great, and they took it to the World Series. The Yankees' season is not done by any stretch. I do not feel like the Yankees have no hope. There's hope. A fool's hope. And that's how it feels right now. But no, the season's not over. But that doesn't mean we can't be frustrated at how they're playing right now and then dig, they're digging themselves a bigger and bigger hole. I don't agree with fans who want to sell. I don't agree with fans, and I see this too. I don't agree with fans who want to sell. I don't agree with fans who thinks it's the best team, it's the best thing for this team to lose so that they'll maybe fire Brian Cashman. I don't agree with any of that. This season's alive. The season's alive. But it's hard to argue. I feel it's hard to say you feel good about it. So many things need to change. They can't change the whole team. Stanton needs to continue continue what he did the first couple games of the series and, and get hot. Gleyber Torres needs to continue what he's doing. DJ LeMayu needs to continue and maybe wake up. Rizzo needs to be completely different. Peraz has to come up and be good. They need Judge back, and they need to go out and have a perfect deadline. And the last couple of deadlines for Brian Cashman have been bad. So a lot needs to happen. Tony and Lodi. What's up, Tony? Hey, C-Mac. I love how uh, honest you're being about the Yankees right now. Um, Look, we could talk about guys like Donaldson, Rizzo, until we're blue in the face, but it's time to look at Volpe. Um, The honeymoon's over. You know, the kid from Jersey, the next great one. He's not playing well. He's not doing anything above average. He's hitting 208. He's had 317 at-bats, so that's plenty sample size now. He was running the bases early on. Now he's not even getting on base to do that. He's been an average at-best fielder. He's hurting this lineup. When, I, why is the leash so long for this kid? Because he's a rookie that they understood was a bit of a learning project because he had a handful of at-bats at AAA. He's come up here. He's like third on the rookie. He's like third in sh- uh, in Major League Baseball for home runs for rookies. I think he's played a, a a pretty good shortstop. I know he made an error in the game. He let the ball run roll under his glove here. Uh, he was hot until they moved him to the top of the lineup. He's cooled off the last you know ten maybe you know five, eight games or so. He's cooled off, but he was hot leading into that. He put, he brought his average up twenty thirty points over a month stretch after the chicken parm dinner. And because they understand what he is. He's their future. They knew there was going to be growing pains, and you're experiencing them. So I don't know what you want to do. What do you want to do? But what, what do you what how do you get what do you want to how do you want to take what do you want to do instead of him? They I made a decision. You, maybe give Peraza a chance there. And They're gonna bring to Peraza's gonna come up. Peraza's here now. But C Mac, here's the problem. when you go back to the recent prospects the Yankees have, they haven't groomed any of them well. So I'm concerned that they're mishandling Volpe, who I'm not saying give up on the kid, but I almost feel like they rushed him, and now they're so committed to him where a 208 average in my book, I know the new today of MLB averages don't mean as much, but to mm-hmm. me it does. No, it's not good. I want him on base. I want him running. So of course. I think he needs a little you know, reality check here. I think he's 
just he knows that's his spot. I'm not saying he doesn't want to do well. Uh, but yeah, I, I don't they think they got to light a fire under him by sending him down. I don't know. I, I disagree. He's their guy. They made a decision. They went through growing pains with him. He's he's going to have to. You know, this is the choice they made was to go with him at the beginning of the year. You don't make that choice lightly. When you have a kid, especially the Yankees, they don't do this a lot. The Yankees had a kid that they believed in, makeup wise, talent wise, and they chose. And they even said in the, the that you know viral video where they uh, told him he was coming up. They said you know when Boone was trying to prank him and make it seem like they were sending him down. He said, "There's a lot of maturing and a lot of learning to do, but we think you should do that at the major league level. That's where they are." Praz is up here. We'll see if he he's going to play a lot now. It's going to be tricky. You see how he got to play. I think fitting Praz in is not that easy. They're going to have to play him every day. I agree. There's no point calling him up and not playing him. So you got DJ LeMahieu, who finally showed a pulse for the first couple games of this series. It's a small sample size, and believe me, I'm not all of a sudden, oh, here, DJ's back. But at least he showed a pulse here and hit some balls hard and had a good two games. So I want to see him in the lineup because ultimately, you know, DJ getting hot could be a tremendous addition. Gleyber Torres is hot. He had like six hits over the first couple games of the series. So you want both of those guys in the lineup. Uh, you know, the easy answer is to play Stanton in the outfield to not have him at DH and DH one of those two guys, Endo Peraza, and have the three of them in the lineup with, with Stanton in the outfield. But how many games in a row, how often will they allow Stanton to play the outfield? You can put LeMahieu at Rizzo. So you can have like a rotation of, you know, LeMahieu, Torres, Peraza, Rizzo, Stanton in the outfield, rotating DH, rotating first base, rotating second and and, and third uh, even rotating short for Volpe. So it's a lot of rotation, a lot of moving pieces for a team that we get very upset that they don't keep the same lineup. It's going to be a lot of moving around to try and get Peraza to play every day, but that's what needs to happen. You don't call him up and bench him. And he had a, he had a big RBI hit in this game, and hopefully he's something that can spark this team. But, I mean, right now... I, Volpe is like so far from my mind as being the, the major problem. He's not, he wasn't brought here to change the team. All right, I know Jeter did in 96. He's not Jeter. He hasn't come up and been Jeter right away. Or, God, you know, I don't expect him to ever be Jeter. He got 99.9% of Hall of Fame voting. I don't expect him to be that. And I didn't expect him to come up here and be the driving force behind the team. Is 206 acceptable? No, 206 sucks. I think he's been fine defensively. He's got some pop. Like I said, I think he's third or fourth in home runs at shortstop at 13 or whatever. He's having a nice power season. He's shown a little bit of pop. Not good. I'm not saying it's good enough, but he's not the main culprit. Anthony Rizzo is supposed to be a driving force to this team. DJ LeMayu is supposed to be a driving force to this team. Stanton, Torres, these are the guys, although Torres has been hot a little bit, these are the guys that are supposed to be the ones who, who carry this offense. And Anthony Rizzo is supposed to have time to get his feet wet. Again, it's halfway through the year. It's 206. It's a problem. And it looked like he had really turned the corner, and now he's gone back down a little bit slumping. But he's so far down the list of problems the Yankees have and main problems the Yankees have. Well, to bring up another rookie and play Peraza just to see how that goes, that's what you want to do? To light a fire under? I, th- I think he's got a fire under him. 877-337-6666. So you tell me, Yankee fans, I don't, I don't know what you think the main problem of this team is. To me, it's still Rizzo and what they've done against. I mean, if you look at how terrible they have been against terrible starting pitching, 
To me, that's what the main problem is. Look at how they hit against starting pitching. And they have faced, over the last two weeks and four series, they have faced some of the worst starting pitching the league has to offer. Guys you can't believe still start every fifth day. Austin Gomber, Chase Anderson, Jamison Tyone, and then even Dean Kramer, all with ERAs over six when they faced the Yankees. And just shut down by them. Absolutely shut down. 877-337-6666. We'll get to the Mets and their hideous performance the other day, although they do win the game in extras. Luis Guillaume with the base hit to win a game to beat the Dodgers and Scherzer. And really the starting pitching for the whole series was fair. It was, you know, pretty good. The offense stinks and the defense let them down. It's just amazing how they find ways to lose games too. So the Mets season is pretty much over. The Yankees season teetering on being over. And that's where we are in the New York baseball scene. Wonderful, isn't it? At least we have the Jets, who should be interesting on hard knocks, the Giants. And obviously we got to get to Saquon Barkley as we are now almost, what, 13 hours away from the deadline of whether or not they're going to come to agreement on a contract. So we got a lot to get to over the next two hours or so. McMonagle here with you on The Fan. We'll be right back. You know, for whatever reason, a lot of people seem to be interested in my schedule and how I'm adapting to it. Callers, I get it on Twitter and everything. And I got to tell you, I'm learning the schedule, and I can tell you right now, Mondays are going to be tough because I try and get back into the normal routine over the weekend. And then, like, it's Sunday, and then I woke up with the kids this morning, and then suddenly it's like I got to prepare for work, drive in, and I didn't sleep. But I got to tell you, this... The weekend starting at 5 a.m. on Friday is its not the worst thing about the schedule. Let me just put it that way. And especially because I had been working like pretty much, you know, fair, like six days a week. If you can, I was doing the Saturday morning overnight. So really, I kind of was working six days a week for a long time. So the idea that like, you know, I was driving around Friday. I was like, what the hell? What do I do? But. Mondays, I might need to figure out a, a napping. And plus, it really doesn't help when the Yankees annoy the hell out of me. I mean, that was a fr- uh, it's just, it's, it ruins your whole day. I'm watching the game. I'm up and down. I just, I can't take it. My wife is yelling at me. I'm trying to, you know, I'm, I'm trying to play with the kids a little bit while I'm watching the game. And it's just, it's just, it's just so ridiculously bad. Especially the, the, for me, and I know it's not, I'm, I'm going to try and give them a benefit of the doubt. But Peraza getting thrown out of third base was really the was really frustrating for me. Obviously, the grand slam breaks open the game, and they uh, you know they uh, changes it turns a two run lead into a two run deficit. That was killer, especially from Holmes who hadn't given up a home run all year. The walk off, Nick Ramirez coming in throwing two pitches and giving the lead back. All that's frustrating. But what bothered me so much about the Peraza play at third base is that even when they rally. Even when you thought for a moment that the offense, look at this. All right, yeah, hit by pitch. All right, yeah, they threw the ball away. All right, yeah, it's, you know, by the grace of God that they figured out how to do it. They rallied. They battled. They didn't allow that grand slam to be the story of the game. They came back and tied it. And even in that moment, I can't enjoy it because they do something stupid. Even in the moment where i like, hey, now there's a chance that this is a pretty good win 
that, you know, the bullpen's going to blow a game here and there, but if you can still win a game when the bullpen blows the lead and gives you a two-run deficit heading into the ninth, and you can rally back, and this offense can actually show a pulse, and you can come through and come back and win a game, all right, yes, it's against the the Colorado Rockies. Yeah, by no means am I taking bows for it, or do I think suddenly, oh, this is a turning point. None of that. But maybe you feel a little bit good about it. Maybe the offense gets a little bit of a boost from it, and you feel good, and they come back, and even when they tie the game, they do something stupid that ends the rally, and I can't feel good about the team for a second. They didn't allow me to feel good for a second. And I'm watching Cole mow through that lineup, have the performance he had, and for a lot of the game, they're losing one nothing, and you, you can't imagine that that's the way it's going. They get lucky with a couple of runs. They're throwing the ball away. You take the lead. Cole's absolutely cruising. You have the bullpen lined up. You blow the game, and then even when you come back, you can enjoy it. The whole game was, 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 was even parts of it was success with failure. And obviously failure with failure, but even the good times felt like crap. Because Cole's cruising, you love watching Cole, but they're losing. All right, you take the lead. It was you know based on luck and putting the ball in play, but still, you feel terrible. You, you don't feel good about the offense. And then you watch this thing implode. They blow it. They come back, and even in the comeback, like they do nothing right right now. They, I mean, the last two finals games of the series against Chicago and the way they blew that game, and then the way they just blew today, uh, yesterday, was embarrassing. This is what bad teams do. The Yankees are a bad team. Doesn't mean they'll be a bad team the whole year. I guess that you know that's probably where I separate myself from other Yankee fans. I agree with Aaron Boone. I hate him saying it, and I certainly hate him talking about, oh, it doesn't matter, we lost to bad teams. Of course it does. Of course it does. And to you know downplay the mistakes, it's just he, he does it too much. Wouldn't argue with you. But I do agree they have two and a half months, and it's right there in front of them. That's a fact. All right, if you look at the calendar, there's still two and a half months left in the season, and they are down two games in the wild card. But man, was yesterday just a just a, a, a game, a weekend ruining game. Eight seven seven three three seven sixty six sixty six. We'll take your calls. We'll get to the Mets. We'll get to some football. Saquon Barkley. Get to a couple other things. I'll get to, uh, you know, our new favorite segment. Daddy, why are you still on the potty? Everyone loves that segment. We'll get to it all over the next two hours right here. McMonagall with you on the fan.